Radi. Yes. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Sad Sisters Podcast. I'm Kerrigan. And I'm Maddie. And today we have a special guest, our first guest, uh, Ashlyn Moser. Hey. Beep out. Beep out. <laughs> uh, before we get started, let's roll the intro. Ashlyn, go ahead and tell us about yourself, just whatever you feel. Um, I'm Ashlyn. Mm -hmm. A lot of you probably know me. Um, I work at Porter Regional Hospital. I am a nurse there. Not doing a lot else with the pandemic going on. Right. How's working, working in a hospital been with the pandemic? Now it's better. Yeah. At the beginning when this all kind of happened and nobody knew what was going on, it was insane. Oh, I can bet. Like regulations changing every day. and like Yeah, yeah. Probably at least five or six times a day. Oh, uh, that's horrible. But yeah, so uh, Ashlyn actually has struggled with uh, depression and anxiety just like the both of us, and I know that you said you wanted to hit a little more on it. Yeah, so I listened to your guys' previous episodes and everything. I know you guys hit a lot on both of those. So I was kind of coming with a specific thing. It's been a particularly sucky 2019 and 2022, but mm -hmm. even before this year that, you know, you'd think things couldn't get worse, my 2019 was pretty sucky too, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's been so good. has 2020 been better than 2019? Um, For me, it's been the best year of my life because I'm mentally stable-ish. So I'm like hmm. thriving. Um, I'm going to have to say the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only person that's like, I love 2020. I know. It has, I would say it's been probably, I have to say better. Yeah. A little bit. Not much. Mm -hmm. This year has been awful. Mm -hmm. um, just because literally working in pandemic mm -hmm. you work a lot like i feel like i always see you, you post about like you yeah. know, every shift that would ever existed <laughs> well yeah yeah so the money's nice number one but oh yeah number two like when i'm at home and i'm doing nothing i feel like i just feel worse than mm -hmm. keeping myself occupied so it is a catch-22 though because then i go to work and i'm like i hate it here too right so, yeah. I, think mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's a me problem no i've been there <laughs> so there's no escape from the pain <laughs> Like, realistically, I'm laughing, but it's true. <laughs> no, for real. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot the original question now. <laughs> Just getting into your, like, oh, anxieties. Oh, yeah. What's, like, your, your story? What really triggers your anxiety or is like really or yeah just out. just yeah, the story so, that brought you on to here so no most of most of my life i've had mostly depression i mean like, it wasn't too bad high school a little tiny bit but mm -hmm. not too bad because honestly like especially in judson we didn't do anything yeah there it was, was just worthless we had nothing to do, so mm -hmm. nothing was really hard but um going to college it kind of got worse in the depression area mm -hmm. so i didn't really have much anxiety i really didn't have any anxiety when i was in high school or younger or anything got to college and it was mostly more depression little tiny bit of anxiety i mean like comes along with trying to pass school and stuff yeah. so pretty much just normal but most people know that i was in a relationship for college i feel like since i've known you what like, year is it no. <laughs> uh, uh, 2020 um yeah it was a good I literally don't, I, I tell myself what year it is and I still, 2020, <laughs> simple math, <laughs> subtraction. At least 10 years, right? Well, it was, I think it was almost nine, something like that. But still, like, a still. huge portion of your life. Yeah, yeah, so basically, like, growing up with somebody, so not to, not here to talk bad about anyone or anything, but. Right, yeah, yeah, we won't name drop. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, coming from Jetson, everybody knows, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it had been almost nine years. Got engaged January 2019. I'm thinking 2019 is going to be the best year of my life, right? Mm -hmm. My grandpa passed away in February, so that sucked really hard. But, I mean, you know, could get through it. Yeah. Yeah, so then in May, things just didn't work out. Not my choice at all. Mm -hmm. Engagement got broke off. So it was definitely the hardest thing that I have ever gone through. Yeah, there's like so many aspects I'm trying to even think of. Right. For me, like when Bruce and I, we broke up for a few years and it's the weirdest thing when you genuinely care about somebody and you just can't have them in your life. It's a miserable feeling because oh, you can't yeah. escape it. Like it's there 24-7. Yeah, it wasn't mm -hmm. your choice. Yeah, and you think yeah. about it. You know what I mean? It's just always on your brain. And then little things you can just think of and it'll be like meltdown. Mm-hmm. It happened early May. And literally, like, there's, it, again, not my choice at all, not what I wanted. Like, I had my wedding dress, everything, mm -hmm. like, everything was booked. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're not doing any of this. Yeah, it was, like, the, the good first week of it. I kind of just, like, laid down, and I'm like, I, like, what do now? I don't know what to do. Like, don't even yeah. feel like a person. Yeah. yeah, and you have to, like, find yourself yeah. alone. So much of your identity would be shaped around that relationship because it started so young, and that's yeah. a big part of your life. So that, yeah, that was the biggest thing that I had realized. Um, not at first, of course. I mean, the first part, it was just, like, I'm trying to, like, function. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so once the initial, like, shot kind of got over with, I sat down and I'm like, I'm not even, I don't even know like what my identity is at all because yeah. my entire life, I mean, I still obviously have friends and stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, we hang out not as much when I was in a relationship like everybody else, but yeah, I was just like, I, I don't even know. I identified like so much of myself <coughs> with the person I was with. So yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys were about to be married. Yeah. It was, it was definitely weird. There was a little part of it that was almost like not refreshing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that because it was, again, the worst thing ever, but it was just like, I can start completely, I can do whatever I want. Right. Like, so many more possibilities now. Yeah. Yeah. Anything I want. It does not, like, I have no... No ties. Yeah. Like so, the silver lining, I guess. With yeah. Because that, that's a better phrase for it. A mental, like, anguish, that feeling, because there's really nothing you can do about it. And for me, I think that's been one of the worst feelings. Right. Yeah. It's like an indescribable kind of, like, and also so with I can't imagine. With mm -hmm. us coming from a small town, everybody knows everybody here, so yeah. you're, like, quickly oh. identified as, you know, that's Ashlyn. She got dumped right. a little bit before her wedding, you yeah, know, yeah. like, and it sucks because you just know that's the way it is. Like, you can't help it. Mm -hmm. And so this is, like, a nice way to be like, yeah, that wrecked me, but that's not who I am, you right, know? Right, yeah. So I wasn't really worried about being associated with that, but it was just more of, I just, I don't even know where to start. And it's not like any of us are old yeah. by any means. It's almost like... Like, most people I know are established and settled down and all that. And I'm like, I never thought that I would have to start over. Yeah, oh, especially. Yeah, I just never thought about that. And I'm like, I'm a 100% weirdo. I don't know how I've never, like, dated anyone. You haven't had no. to have those dating skills because it's been solid for you right, for yeah. so long. Middle school doesn't count because I was afraid to talk to anyone, yeah. even if we were, like, dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you had a boyfriend, you just didn't look at them. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah, that was me until, like, 2017. <laughs> I also, I had a, cool boyfriend in sixth grade, and we didn't talk like everybody else, and we had to do, in English class, a play in the auditorium, which I don't know why they made us do that, but we, uh, we got the roles as, like, the romantic interest couple, you know? 
the play actually said to kiss, and I'm like, this is perfect. This is my boyfriend. Wouldn't do it. So, yeah, we're not going to count middle school relationships. So I started, I mean, I was with somebody since I was 16. So, um, yeah, I literally never dated anyone. Were you in that phase where you're like, I don't even know what I would want in a person? Yeah, yeah. It's still super weird. Still not going great for me. But, yeah, I, I think I know more of who I am now, right. but it still doesn't help in that aspect because I think it's hard for me to look at someone and I'm either, like, I don't want to be too picky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird back and forth between, like, all right, don't settle for this kind of thing, right. this kind of personality yeah. trait. But if I, I feel like if I do that with everybody, I'm never going to find anybody because yeah, obviously nobody's gonna, you know. It's like knowing your worth, but then also not settling for less than what you deserve. Yeah. yeah. So it's a real fun back and forth of me not knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> do you feel like you have any trauma or anything yeah. when, when yeah. it comes to like trying to meet people? Yeah, actually. Back to when that all kind of went down in May, um, I went to like an emergency counseling session, mm-hmm. which I used to kind of look at counseling as like, Eh, yeah, you must be crazy if you do that kind of thing. But I cannot speak highly enough about it. Mm-hmm. I currently don't know, go. I don't go now, but I want to again. It was good. It was really good. When I met with someone there, but she's like, honestly, you probably have a little bit of PTSD. Mm-hmm. because it's kind of just like a huge change from one opposite end of a spectrum to another mm-hmm. and your mind has to like have time to wrap around it yeah I mean I'm not trying to compare it to like other kinds of you know like war PTSD oh, yeah. but I PTSD mean, I feel can happen from so for like literally anything yeah. for right. me like yeah. knowing how it feels to like be dumb you know that is like the worst feeling to where I can see how that is a PTSD like oh yeah yeah especially in your situation where like you literally grew as kids to adults yeah. and then Mm-hmm. you know that person knows 100% of you and then for them to you know deny that and yeah. I'm sure that makes you just question everything about yourself mm-hmm. and you go you know there's nobody out there who knows me more than this person exactly yeah so it it's a weird feeling I mean like I honestly feel like they knew me more than like I knew myself mm-hmm. yeah and it has definitely been kind of a challenge to not have those times where you're kind of just like making yourself feel worthless not enough yeah it's it's just an interesting back and forth too mm-hmm. I feel like every day is different one day I wake up and I'm like, I'm awesome. I'm going to be great. Things are better now. Things mm-hmm. are better than it would have been. And then like 10 minutes later, I'll see something that'll trigger some kind of feeling. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate everything about my life. And then it just ruins like your day, if not the next day after. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Then. Constant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know for me, like, when I'm going through it, I, like, shut down, don't speak to anybody. What What do you do? So, um, it kind of depends. Like I said, I think I have more anxiety now mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I think, I, you know, like, a global pandemic probably didn't help it. Yeah. And working healthcare <laughs> during that. But, yeah, I am so back and forth. It could be the same day, and I will wake up super anxious, almost not even terrible, like, a little bit of, like, of a manic kind of, like, kind of mood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Whatever will happen in my mind happens, and then I'm just, like, down in the dumps completely. I completely relate to that. I feel like I've been there so many times. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I understand your struggle with having to find an identity, but for different reasons. I spent most of my teenage and early adulthood in deep depression and eating disorders and just like disordered behavior in general. Now being healthy, I'm like, well, who am I? Because that defined me, Mm -hmm. like not on purpose, but that was literally what What consumed my life. Yeah, what your life revolved around. So I feel like I'm just now figuring it out. So what helps you? Um, Honestly, you travel a lot. I do. So that is something good. Obviously not something I can do all the time or like a quick fix to anything, of course, mm-hmm. but that, that that did help. I mean, it definitely helped in the finding myself area. Mm-hmm. After all that happened, I'm like, I'm just going to go somewhere by myself and it's going to be awesome. I booked the Greek trip then That's really mm-hmm. and it was super awesome. I may have had a few anxiety attacks over there. I was going to say. <laughs> I, 
May have not drank any water, didn't really sleep. Did you feel kind of manic? Oh, like 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was not in the not in a great state of mind because it was only it had only been a couple months since it happened, mm -hmm. and I was already like culture shock. It's the first time I traveled alone, plus out of the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We woke up every day, and obviously everybody just wanted to have fun. So the water, by the way, is not free there so it's not like easily accessible and oh. I just didn't really think about buying bottles of water so <laughs> I did everything possible like terrible to my body <laughs> during that trip might not have been great for my mood oh yeah definitely. yeah it, so, was, it was fun so when you get to like in your depression stage you just like stop taking care of yourself is that like an all-the-time thing I wouldn't say I'm in a great, uh, great state of mind now the coping mechanisms are terrible in every way what coping mechanisms do you have well I don't cope oh well um, I would not recommend any of mine currently <laughs> <laughs> I think with the pandemic especially and just like I don't know every time I go around somebody and they're like this is the new normal it like sends me back into like an anxiety thing. yeah I'm like oh, no, yeah. I can't handle that don't don't ever say that again. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd say in the summer, like early summertime, I was doing a little bit better and running a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so that helped. When I do that, I tend to eat a little bit healthier too because it. You're like, just why am I like gonna run and then eat like shit? I know what you mean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have not been doing that lately and not been coping well. Yeah. No. No. I. Yeah. Don't ask my mechanisms right now. <laughs> I, no. I use running as like a. That's a coping mechanism. I think it does work well. Like my dad also has extreme anxiety, so like he runs to cope and I run to cope sometimes we run together to cope and it's like I definitely recommend and I know how it feels to like stop running and you just kind of like oh yeah you think about exactly it like I should be doing this but then you don't I think like once I'm able to take that step to start doing it again then it's so much easier to you know like stay mm -hmm. into yeah. it I don't know if you guys feel the same way but when I'm not in that phase I think about doing it and I'm like I physically cannot do it same mm -hmm. yeah like, we talk about like how you're just not able to do anything when mm -hmm. you're like feeling down yeah and, and that's like what I do. I won't hang out with Maddie. I'll mm -hmm. just be like, don't talk to me. <laughs> no, same. Like my friends will text me and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Just, you know, maybe later. Maybe some other time. Leave me here to die. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah it's, it's awful. I mean, I don't know if you guys are the same too. But like if I'm in a depressed state, it's all of that. And then I can wake up the next morning and it'll be like more of a happy. I don't want to say manic. I'm making myself just sound insane. No, no we know. <laughs> yeah, we use it all the time. Literally once a week, I'll call Maddie when I'm just feeling on top of the world insane. I used to think like, Matt got like I drew the short end of the stick you know like with in our relationship because I I'm a real try hard and then I go oh I'm insane <laughs> <laughs> like he has to deal with me also and I don't just deal with him this you know is a clinical <laughs> situation like, I'm insane no I'm literally insane I I will just be nuts and like get myself in too deep to like so many things and then get excited about one idea and I call Maddie and I'm just like best day of my life I'm having the best time oh, oh my god I'm the exact same yeah Yes. I feel right at home. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'll wake up the next day. If I was depressed or something, I'll wake up the next day and I'm like, life is so good. Like, look at these flowers, look at these trees. Yeah. I don't understand how I could have ever felt that way like yesterday. I'll just be in a moment where it could be just pretty outside or if I feel a breeze and it's nice, I'm like, everything is so perfect. Then yes. I'll be like, all right, God, just take me off this freaking planet. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. Every five seconds can be different for me. To me, yeah. I, I worship Prozac. Like, Prozac is my God at this point. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried, like, antidepressant or anything? No, well? I want to. I have a doctor's appointment coming up. Oh, um, yeah. So, can't wait to meet somebody new and be like, she's like, so what are you here for? And I'm like, I feel insane, please. The love yeah. God help me. Yeah, no. So, yeah, that should hopefully help. Is it weird for you to have to talk to a doctor about your emotional state because I know some people don't really like you know what I mean like um, having to go open I, up to somebody yeah I actually never have yeah I've never talked to 
the doctor about it or anything. I've been obviously to the therapy sessions and everything, but mm-hmm. they're just there to be like, it will be okay. Like, was therapy like easy for you or did you have trouble opening up to people? At first I did. I think the therapist that I saw, they matched me with one when I came in the one day. So I don't think we just clicked super well, mm-hmm. at least at that point of how I felt. I think she, she was nice, but everything that I said, she would kind of just like follow up with her own experience, which is nice. And I know like I do that to people all the time. Yeah, same. And like we're doing that right here now. Yeah. Like I think in that situation, that's like not what I needed when yeah. I was like seeking professional help. You're like, yeah. I want it to be about, I'm sure your story's great, but like it's me time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like looking at my watch and I'm like, you're only giving me like 45 minutes. So yeah. Stop yeah. talking about you. <laughs> like weird about going to a therapist that's a man because talking to a man about my bulimia and anorexia, I'm like, Mm-hmm. would rather not like, yeah you know, I know we always say we're gonna get into therapy and so many people are like do a what is it a better health uh-huh. it, oh. which is like an online one and I'm like yeah it probably wouldn't hurt me but I have such like an avoidance personality that I go that's uncomfortable I'm just gonna go paint my kitchen instead yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will be in a little manic state and I'm like I'm gonna book all these appointments and make myself better mm-hmm. and then like the day comes and I'm like I'm gonna cancel it and probably sit here and cry and eat mm-hmm. kitchen queso so it seems <laughs> <Yeah>. better <laughs> I had my first uh, therapy appointment the other month, and then I realized doing therapy over a video mm-hmm. to a new therapist that you don't know, I just turned my phone off so when they call me over <laughs> to voicemail, I can't meet with you right now. No, I feel that. And like, we have a mutual friend, and uh, I don't know if I've shared the story on the podcast, I can't remember, but I like opened up to him, and it's it's a person that like, I would not expect to have anything in common with. I wouldn't and expect you to have anything right, in common with. We're, we're so I, different. I yeah. No, we like opened up to each other one time and I just went, holy shit, this dude thinks like the same way that I do. We just have like all the same tendencies of like what makes us anxious and mm-hmm. stuff. And he was just like, yeah, I get into like a bad place all the time and this is how it happens and how I react. And I'm like, that is me. Like, I'm not kidding. That's exactly how I am. And I'm like, I got put on antidepressants uh, like you know, a couple months ago. And I was like, honestly, it's going really well. You should check into it. And then like the next time we went over to his house, he like pulled me aside and was like, hey, what I got. (laughs) And it was (laughs) antidepressants. And I was just like, good for you. (laughs) It just makes me feel so good when somebody's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's for me. And I go, no, like it is, trust me. Not saying medication, but saying like getting help or like opening up. It is for everybody, I promise. Yeah, and I think there is such a stigma, and even though, like, I'm dealing with it, I still have a stigma, and I hate it, and I'm like, I don't need help. I should be able to do this on my own. This Mm -hmm. is stupid. I don't, you know, I don't need to take medication, but it's interesting, because I'll tell, it's been, like, a year and a half now, and I remember myself, like, a year ago being, like, you know, it's fine, it'll it'll pass, you're just having a little rough phase, Mm -hmm. and then now I'm like, oh, it's been a rough phase for uh, a year and a half, so (laughs) we should probably find something else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, did they like give you any coping mechanisms when you went to that therapy session? Yeah, um, I was doing kind of well at that point. It had only been a couple months. I started exercising a lot more. I was like at my lowest weight that I had been since the beginning of college. Feeling good. Again, I was kind of like probably in a extreme manic phase too <laughs> of being like, I can do anything I want. It was the first summer I think I ever really like went out with my friends mm-hmm. and like didn't have any kind of limitations at all. When I was in a relationship, I'd go out and stuff, but you know, obviously I wasn't looking to talk to anyone. Right. Um, yeah. besides my friends mm-hmm. I think just going out and having fun that summer and being like I can go up to anyone I want and mm-hmm. you know it's fine so I was doing pretty well I booked the trip it was fun so I stopped going probably I think right after I got back in August because I was doing pretty well and plus I wasn't really like clicking with that particular therapist too so I'm like I think I'm good like I feel pretty good now I had just moved to Valpo had my own place and everything I was like I'm good you know yeah. I, think, I don't think 
I need to come to like therapy anymore. Felt like I'll follow up if needed. And then yeah, I booked a trip for that was supposed to happen in March. And yeah, we were gonna go see Anne in Ireland. And I like bought a planner last year and I was filling it out. <laughs> I and I'm saw like, that. yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I uh, signed up for a marathon, or a mini marathon, whatever it was. I'm gonna make my running schedule, I'm gonna go to Ireland, it's gonna be awesome. And then none of that obviously happened yeah. because Aww. all of this started, so I'm like, oh, so I guess I'm just supposed to be miserable. You were like, <laughs> yeah, you were openly like just trying to, you know, yeah, make yourself happy. Yeah, yeah, because I, this year I feel like everybody is just being like beaten down because mm -hmm. of the situation we're all in. It's hard to actively seek ways to make yourself feel better when there just kind of isn't right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, for me at least, I don't watch the news. I Same. see, you know, if there's anything breaking, I'll see it on Facebook, which sounds so, like, no, I, but... I haven't watched <laughs> the news in, like, three years. All it is, I feel like, is just controversial, you know, yeah, stuff that just makes virus or politics. And I'm like, I just don't. Don't care to hear I it. don't care right now. Because I feel like it's almost, when it comes to that stuff, unless it's, like, affecting my everyday life, I can't focus too much on it or I'll just be miserable. Yeah. And then, like, I go to work and all my patients have the news on and they're like, who are you going to vote for? The hospital you work at ever said anything? Like, we shouldn't talk to patients about politics? Like, is that no, a thing? No. No. Um, I mean, it's probably, a lot of people do. I don't think there's any... Thing that you like shouldn't but mm -hmm. you're right i just personally don't want to oh yeah i mean i mean i was in military medicine. like you can't have like a political opinion while you're in uniform. oh yeah no ours is not it's not like that but yeah it's just all there is and i'm like i am here to like keep my focus on yeah stuff here and not all that so you keep talking about trump i'll let you die <laughs> <laughs> when you were in your lowest lows what was just your day like um so probably the lowest lows right after it happened um, there was a good week. It was really not much of anxiety at that point, but just super, super low depression. Obviously just kind of trying to like figure out what even happened. I would either be laying in my bed constantly. I still live with my parents then too, so. That was even harder because they, I like didn't want to talk to them or anybody, but they were there. Mm -hmm. um, right. Because they lived there, but my mom wanted to talk about it. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't want to. And obviously they were just like pissed off because they like paid for all the stuff. Mm -hmm. oh, um, yeah. So they're just saying all these like negative things. And I'm like, that's not what I need to hear right now. Like I don't, right. they, they meant well, you know, mm -hmm. and they were just like mad and everything, but mm -hmm. um, just not what I needed at that point because I'm like, I'm not even like mad. I just don't know what to do. Yeah. It was, yeah, honestly, it was just laying in bed. And then I, I would just get up and I'm like, I have to go to do something now when I wake up in the morning. So like I'd go take a bike ride or a walk and listen to music. And then I would like text my friends. And I mean, I had, I had people reach out to me once they like saw what happened. Mm -hmm. um, like even people I really wouldn't hang out with that much. And they're like, you know, I hope you're doing okay, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, let's go for a walk. Like I'll tell you all about it. So that kind of helped me to just stay busy because I yeah. could not sit still for a single minute. But yeah, speaking of the stigma and everything, what led me to do the emergency counseling was I was like doing a drive one day, um, like I was doing all the time. And it was just like, I think got to a point, it got to a point where I just was like, I, I know like I can't do this, this is awful, but like I really, really can't do it. So mm -hmm. I'm like, well, why not? Like, let's just try it out. So I gave the suicide hotline a call and mm -hmm. I'm like, it was super weird. And I'm like, this is weird. I shouldn't be doing this, you know? So I was on the phone and I'm like, I basically just told him, I'm like, I'm not going to do anything, but like, I just don't know what to do. Like I'm sitting in my car driving around and like, I don't want to go home. Mm -hmm. But, like, I, I don't know what to do. So they just, like, kind of talked me through stuff. And they're like, why don't you go see a movie just by yourself? So I went. And it was honestly terrible. Like, mm -hmm. I Aww. picked a movie. And I just sat there. And I'm like, 
this is awful, this is not helping. So they meant well, obviously, and everything. Yeah. But, like, I think it was that point I realized, I'm like, I have to do something. Like, yeah. This is not going to end well if I don't. So. I feel like, yeah, that's, like, a dangerous point in life. I feel like we probably, we've definitely yeah. both been there. Mm -hmm. And okay. it's good that you reached out and tried and you knew, like, hey, I got to do something. Otherwise, you mm -hmm. know, it's right. miserable. I think that helped, definitely. Um, the therapy did help. I should get back into it for sure. We're, I know this is kind of, like, a, probably a touchy question to ask, but did you ever like talk with your ex about like, I know, I what was... happened? So I think that's what made it worse too. And I, again, don't want to like speak bad because obviously like, you know, there's reasons things don't work out for everybody. It's right. not just one person's fault or the other, but it made it worse because I had asked to like get any kind of closure because it kind of just wrecked you. That's important, yeah. I think, to know, you know. Yeah, I think, answers. well, so it happened after work. I went over there, and we were, like, kind of fighting a little bit, but not really. Mm -hmm. um, so I had no idea that was going to happen. So it happened, and then he had worked night shift at the time, so we went to work. Then I I stayed the night there because I'm like, this has just got to blow over, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I'll wait till in the morning time. So we got back from work in the morning, and then it was, like, the same thing. Just, yeah, not going to work out. So I think it really wasn't closure because then that morning conversation lasted maybe a couple hours, and then I left went home. And then I asked, like, hey, we need to like, see each other again and, like, talk about something, you know? Mm -hmm. And... He had agreed to meet, finally, like maybe four or five days after it happened, and then we met in the movie theater uh, parking lot in Michigan City. I had gone and, again, seen a movie by myself, so <laughs> I kind of was, I, like, kind of told him, I'm like, I'm in Michigan City, so, like, you have no excuse, like, you're five minutes away, just, like, please come talk to me, like, I have to have some kind of closure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he met and was like, I can't do it, like, this is too hard, and that's literally the last time that we saw each other, so it sucks, and it, like, it's hard to talk about but yeah yeah so I think I really didn't get any closure and I mean no closure kind of ends up being closure right. but mm -hmm. yeah it's still definitely I'm over that aspect a little bit but it bothers me all the time yeah oh, for yeah. sure he just you know that was a big portion of his life too and for him to just walk away from it is you know almost insulting to you because yeah and then to not give you validation of what went wrong is mm -hmm you know, so hurtful. I can't even imagine. Yeah. And I know like everybody deals with things certain ways. And I think at the time it was obviously easier for him to just, you know, cut it off and be like, can't think about it type thing. Mm -hmm. but I wish I could be that way. I know I was not, I was like, we have to talk about every detail or I'll die. Yes. So yes, that's me. <laughs> Welcome to, to the club. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I think the, it just never happened. And obviously things just moved on mm -hmm. and I don't think it ever will happen, but it's, I don't know. Do you think right you even, like, be open to wanting to hear it now, or are you just kind of like, I don't even... I think it would be smart if, if that opportunity ever came up, I think it would be smart if I probably didn't, because yeah. I feel like it would make me feel worse and open stuff that, you know, I don't need to... Yeah, I agree. Rehash, I guess, is the word, but I don't know. It is definitely, like, almost kind of like a PTSD feeling where I'm, like... Yeah. I Are you talking about it? Do you feel those feelings? Oh, I'm, like, drenched in sweat now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was us That's during okay. our, like, tell-alls, and we were just, like, I, I'm my like, ass my is sweating. <laughs> yeah. Back of my knees. Yeah. I'm, like, like visibly sweating. <laughs> like, it's good in a way. I mean, I know that I'm a lot more outgoing now. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I, I'm trying to think of the word that I was before, not like naive, but I was just like, I don't like care to like know anything about that or experience this. Like I'm content where I, I know am. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I didn't, I didn't have as many friends then. I had like my few close ones that I still have, but mm -hmm. I didn't like really branch out and like, 
I guess, like, care to really establish a lot more relationships, because I'm like, this is good, this is like what you I felt want. secure where you were at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which probably, like, honestly, now I think about it wasn't really healthy, <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah just mean. being, like, passive in everything else. Yeah, yeah, passive is a good word. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I really just didn't care to do that much. I'm like, eh, you know, it's fine. We'll just, like, let's watch a movie, let's just do this, and now I'm like, let's jump out of airplanes. <laughs> I want to feel something. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a little reckless in a way and quite manic. I definitely have done a lot of things that I never thought I would do. Kind of learned that, like, I'm really not afraid of much now. Yeah. Um, I think the things I were, that I was most afraid of happened, so. Yeah. So Um, it's like, what is there now to be afraid of? Only spiders, that is it. Do you think that's something you ever would have even thought about doing and venturing with him? We'd always talked about it, but I think if we would have ended up, if things would have gone the way that I, you know, had planned, yeah. I think it would be more of a, like, a situation where, like, we should do this, and then it eventually and then never did. pushed off, and, like, well, I don't know, it's probably expensive. We should, like, put money into the, like, a house or whatever we have right, done. Right, right. In the um, long run, it's it's honestly probably just more beneficial that you've got to experience all this. And it is. I, I think I know that, um, like, I know that in my brain, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of days that even though I know that, I'm like, this still sucks and I'm going to convince myself it's not better. Yeah. yeah. You still have those feelings regardless. Like, you can rationalize it all you want, but, like, you'll mm-hmm. still feel that yeah. little bit of sadness. Right. Until and you don't, because at know. some point you won't, but, like... It's so hard to not put blame either. And, like, I know you say you don't want to speak badly about him, but I can't imagine, you know, just after all of that being like, well, I wish you all of the happiness, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, he basically just came in and wrecked yours. And, you know, I've seen, I've known you for quite some time and just seeing you become a completely different person yeah. by yourself, you're you're literally a different person than that's, I've heard that from a lot of people, and I, I feel the way, too. I mean, I know it's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's all good. I mean, I'm a little... But, yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, in a rational state of mind, like, I'm happier this way in that sense, but... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But in, like, your, like, feelings, it's... Yeah, it's I'm still quite hurtful. depressed as well. <laughs> right. Okay, so I went through that, like, brief... That year where I was trying to travel, too, um, mm-hmm. and it was, like, recently after the breakup. And, like, for me, it was, like, I did it because... Being surrounded by new, like, shocking areas that you've never been was, like, I could put my mind on that instead of having my mind on something else. Is yeah. that relatable for you? Because, oh, like, yeah. To I, me, I did it just to, like, run, to, like, be doing things to not Oh, do. no, I'm absolutely just running towards anything. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, it's, that's a lot of times that going back to work and everything, that's honestly why. I mean, I love my job, but it is stressful, and if I have, I just had three days in a row off. Most, all of those three days I sat there and I'm just like, I am lard. Like, I have no purpose because I don't have anything to do. Yeah, so, yeah I do that still to We constantly day. talk yeah. about, like, feeling no purpose. And, like, mm-hmm. that is just one of the things that just send both of us into a spiral constantly. Yeah. We're working so hard of being in the now. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is hard for me, too. It's mm-hmm. so difficult for the both of us, I know. It's, like, truly something you have to work on. I know you feel miserable in, like, your day off. I don't know. This is just, this is honestly, like, how I cope. I obviously avoid everything <laughs> by, like, throwing myself <laughs> into other things. But also I'm trying to be so much better at, while I'm sitting on the couch, like, watching a movie, avoiding how I feel. I'm trying to, like, enjoy sitting on the couch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of being, like... Instead of, like, thinking about it and reeling on it, I'm trying to just, like, 
okay, well, I'm doing this to avoid it, so I'm actually going to avoid it and, like, let my mind sit in peace, you know? Yeah, that's hard to do. It's so hard to do, and I almost never do it, so. <laughs> yeah, I have not figured out how to do that. I got a massage the other day, and the entire time you're obviously not talking. Mm -hmm. So oh, no. I will catch myself every 10 seconds just, like, yelling at myself in my head, and I'm like, stop, just enjoy. You bring, like, headphones or something and listen to music. That would be mm -hmm. so hard to just sit in silence while somebody's touching you. I mean, I'm, like, weird about being touched by people that I don't know well, so, like, that would be, like... I used to get massaged. A saw trap for me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get massaged, and I'm, I'm telling you, that was, like, the one time I would be, like, nothing. Just, like, nothing going on up there. Oh, mine is 100% too much. Like, I can't... I, I'm, like, just relax. In my head, obviously. I'm not saying this out loud. <laughs> In my head, I'm, like, all right, just chill. Like, there's calming music. Like, mm -hmm. this feels nice, you know? Mm -hmm. And then five seconds later, my brain's, like, why are you insane? Let's think about it. Do you ever... <laughs> so... Do you ever feel like... You can be, like, focusing on one thing, like, okay, my thoughts are going to be here, but you almost have second thoughts that are, like, yeah. not there. They're, like, thinking all the bad things when you're trying to focus on one. Yes. Like, I feel like I have two brains Yeah, in yeah. Here. The brain is crazy, and it's honestly a little scary. It is. like you said, you'll be like, I was driving on the way here. And I'm like, look at all the fall colors. Like, this is so nice. And my brain's just like, you should kill yourself. I'm like, no, <laughs> fun. But yeah, truly, that's having depression or anxiety is that, but all the time. Yeah, yes. no, it's a constant back and forth. Where it's like, yeah, like my, <laughs> speaking of the drive here, I can personify this a lot. Where like, it's like, oh my God, like red, orange, yellow. It's all so beautiful. And I freak out. And I'm like, this is the best day ever. And my brain's like, well, you probably should think about killing yourself though, because it's the worst day ever. <laughs> Yes. Like, you're kind of right, yeah. You know what would be better? Dying. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah. I know we joke about it a lot, but like, that's just like our humor. But you have to. <laughs> yeah, you have to. And because I feel like if you've been to that point, joking about it makes it feel less scary. Right, you because I mean? then when you're in that place, you can think back to being like, well, oh, this is just this my is, brain. This is just my brain. Or being like, well, this, I did I did say I'm on the I called it listening. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, suicide's pretty casual. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it is, but I like I I'm I'm surprised that you called the suicide hotline to me. That is just it was weird. I didn't want to. Well, um, I mean, I'm sure you know it's never something you want to like confront. And even dialing, you could like secondarily be thinking, do I want to kill myself because mm -hmm. I am calling the suicide hotline? You know? Yeah, yeah. And I I told like certain people that, and I can like they're not ever negative about it, but I can see they're just like in their face, they're like, oh, oh, that's yeah. intense. That's and I'm that's like, a lot, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have opened up because now I feel insecure. Well, no, there's like a thing where. Like, people will be open about, like, I'm feeling suicidal, but it's like nobody takes it seriously. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm -hmm. oh, she called the hotline. You know what I mean? Well, I was serious about it. Like, people are surprised. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's weird. Like, nobody takes suicide seriously, I feel like, unless somebody reaches out or, like, does it. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it is hard because we're sitting around just, like, joking about it. Like, I'm, I don't, I don't feel, like, strongly about it right now. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I'm sitting here joking about it. But, yeah, I feel like if people came up to me and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why do you ask? Like, leave me alone mm -hmm. then the next day like i'd be like well i warned you guys <laughs> yeah, yeah no exactly yeah and also when you're in that place and you go yeah i'm fine like why do you ask and then that next day you're in a bad place and you're, you're like why why won't anybody like yeah. come to my aid <laughs> i know yes. you asked me yesterday but i'm 100 different today so yeah. why are you not asking me today <laughs> yes exactly yeah oh that's me to a team me and maddie like check in with each other a lot just because we're insane and we know we're insane so <laughs> Like oh, I said, I'll call, I'll call Maddie and just be like, I'm having the best day. I, this is the world's best day of my whole life. And she'll be like, well, I cried in the shower for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'll well. snap my eye bags are just there. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, we it was a dramatic one. cry too. That is far too relatable than I'd like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> it is at that point where I realize my posture is like goblin. Literally right now I'm crumbling. I'm yeah. banana shaped fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have totally just like my muscles have like distributed from all this laundry. That's a big topic for yeah, us actually, so, our posture. <laughs> like we've said, I'm insane and I'm just constantly on the journey of bettering myself because I just, I'm literally insane. I can't stress it enough. <laughs> I will get an idea and then just like investigate it mm -hmm. to to where I'm an expert and so like I'll like tell Maddie I've been working on my posture all year it's been like a really big goal of mine to like have better posture because my neck was literally like <laughs> four inches off my spine <laughs> I'm feeling my neck right now and I'm getting way too insecure too <laughs> plays with my hump sometimes no my hump was bad literally my neck hump it's yeah so bad. I'll text Maddie every now and then and be like sit up straight <laughs> <laughs> she like thinks I was literally like bent in half. I was seriously like this, like on the computer. <laughs> but and so I, I just bought us those things that like you strap onto your oh, shoulders. You have to let me know because that. I almost bought one of those. And yeah. that's like something you could wear like under your like a sweater yeah. at work too. Even like that's what I. <laughs> I don't know if you're equally as insane, but like, is yeah, there any? Yes. <laughs> you don't need to continue. Yes. <laughs> Probably more. This is basically a psych ward in this house right now. I get an idea and then I just that's all I can do and like mm -hmm. if I'm in that depressive manic state times it by a thousand what do you do to fill your time um I well to be destructive very quick um <laughs> as well um yeah in the summertime when I was running a lot um I haven't ran, like seriously ran before that in years, mm -hmm. probably high school. And now I just like, my bones feel old. <laughs> yeah. Same. I so, when I run now. Yeah. Like, I'm literally 25. This is fucked. Yeah. So <laughs> I like added in my head too. I'm like, I'm obviously going to be a marathon runner. I what, what else would you yes. do? Yes. So I started running and I would do like six or seven miles without stopping. And I would truly die the next day, but I got shin splints and I'm like, I just don't understand. And like my friends would be like, you did not build up at all. You started running six miles from nothing yeah i'm like uh i don't think it's that <laughs> yeah <laughs> something else maybe i just like didn't stretch well enough mm. afterwards yeah they're like did you stretch when you were done i said no no <laughs> it doesn't i don't think it's that good <laughs> so no i get in those phases where like i get super into something and i'm like i am going to be the best at this ever yeah and then i will invest like money time Same. all this stuff and then the next day i'm like this sucks i don't want to do this yeah. I do that, but with this is like my version of doing that is with different aesthetics. Because if I like something, I'll be like, oh, okay, I want this around me. Like, I want to dress this way, and then I'll be like over it. And so I get rid of everything and I mm -hmm. redo it. And that's why I feel like I haven't had a real identity because I just go through phases of like, I like this. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't have a set me, but I've noticed I'm getting more to a set me now that I'm planning on like an actual space mm -hmm. for myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think also having your own place just allows you to grow as your own person. Yeah it literally puts it on like hyperdrive because you realize like you have to surround yourself in things that you enjoy. I'm in that, yeah, I'm in that phase too where like my place, I mean, it's not like a crazy nice place anyway. I, I didn't need, so it's just kind of like I go home and I'm there and I'm like, eh, it's all right, but like mm -hmm. I don't feel at home at all. Back to manic phases, I got into this probably three week phase where I'm like, I'm going to be a homeowner and I'm gonna buy a house now. My parents are like, should you think about it? I said, no, 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 <laughs> do it. We mustn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, then I would talk myself out of it. <laughs> 
So I like had paperwork and everything. And then I, a little, I think a little tiny voice on the very most back burner. My brain was like, stop, please. You're doing a bad thing. My one molecule of serotonin was like, please listen. You're going to wreck us financially. <laughs> I think it would be a lot homier to like have a home where you can do stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, but then it would tie me down. And I don't know if I'm prepared for that. Yeah. Because you're at like a very transitional point in your life where you have like so many possibilities. Like I think the worst part is like, I, if I do like finally get myself into a state of mind where I'm like, you will be successful, like you can go back to school, you'll buy a house, like you get a cute dog or something, like it'll be so nice. And then I'm like, you will still be alone oh, and will still yeah. feel like terrible no matter what you have. And then just be more in debt. And I'm like, oh, are yeah. you still like really uncomfortable with meeting like new guys? Does that make you like, oh, uh, yeah. Um, so my friends and I talk about this all the time too. We're like, it would just be so convenient to date somebody that we like have already known, but we also hate everybody i'm like yeah I, I should meet somebody new like fresh start doesn't know anything about like my family my friend like anybody mm -hmm. but then i do that and i've been on a couple dates i don't know if it's just me probably but i'm just like <laughs> oh, i don't know i'm awkward i don't know how to talk to anybody oh i know what you mean i mean i like i do and it's not like it's a bad time but right it's just not it feels superficial because you don't I don't know yeah it is it is kind of superficial i think it's just because like i well my insanity is on the first date, like before I go, I, I research everything about them on like Facebook and <laughs> front friends and um, find out everything. And I'm like, ooh, well, if your sister really works in this field, I don't think we can get along. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I just like don't get myself a chance. Um, it's probably that, but I don't know. I haven't really been on a lot of them. And the ones I have, if they did go well, I like psych myself out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I can't be tied down. Then I won't be able like to do any of this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So. It, it's 100% me, actually. I figured that out in the story. <laughs> it's just, like, hard to make friends. It is. Oh, it is. It is. I couldn't imagine, like, that and then also, like, a love interest. Yeah, I'm not having a good time. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> I think this is a good place to end it. It's been good. It has, it has been, been really good. good. Um, you know, if Ashlyn's up to her, we will have her back. If We might actually split this into two episodes. We'll see. Yeah, you can uh, listen to me roast myself more often. Um, what's your Instagram? Um, well, that's a great question. <laughs> you I had to do that last time, too. <laughs> well, you can follow us at Sad Sisters Podcast on everything. And you can follow me on Instagram at Maddie E. Bax. And I'm Kerrigan is Sad. I'm Ash underscore Mosier, apparently. I had to look it up. <laughs> um, follow me for less than interesting content. <laughs> Uh, no, same, same though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for having me, too. Oh, no yeah, problem. Bye. Bye. Bye.